Hi everyone, welcome back to Bible Unlock. You're listening to your host, Pastor Zlatan. This podcast is specifically designed to help you have a closer relationship with Jesus. And so as we get into our episode, I invite you to sit back in a prayerful attitude, relax, and stay tuned. Am I a Christian? You're probably thinking, what kind of a question are you asking yourself? But I want to just turn this on you now. And I want to ask you, are you a Christian? And I think most of you are probably like laughing. Well, that's what I imagine. (laughs) And uh, you're saying, well, think about it. I'm listening to a Christian podcast. What do you think? Do you think I'm a Christian? (laughs) And the majority that listen to a podcast are going to claim to be Christians. There might be that one person that, n- that just wants to, you know, tune in and, and listen and, uh, you know, just for listening sakes. But for the most of us, we're tuning in because we want to listen to a Christian podcast. We want to learn more about Jesus. But I really want to ask you this question seriously, and I want you to, to just really ponder on it. And the reason why I want to ask you this question is because I think that there's a lot of us that, that pretend like we know what's going on in our Christian walk. We pretend like we know what it means to follow Jesus, but we don't really have a clue. We put on the, the mask. We go to church. You know, we say the things we're supposed to say. But at the end of the day, we're, we feel so empty because we don't understand the meaning of following Jesus. And this is also going to help us in our own personal journey. And once we discover the answer... We're going to be able to help others that are struggling with that same question. And so that's why I really want to talk about what it means to be a a follower of Jesus. If you're in North America, predominantly Christianity is going to be the main religion. In Canada, it's about 67% of the population says that they are Christian. And in the U.S., it's about 65 so it's around the same, about 65 you know, to 70% of the population, they claim to be Christians. So how can we identify someone who is a Christian? And uh, let's, let me put out these statements and see if these statements can identify someone who's a Christian. Number one, the first statement that I have is by the way that they dress. Can we identify a Christian by the way they dress? Think about that. And now for me, I, I don't really think you can. And I don't really think it's fair to do it because there's a lot of people that do not profess Jesus, that dress very modest. And they, you know, if you look at them, they, I mean, they're wearing proper clothes. (laughs) They probably dress better than church people. But anyways, I don't think it's fair to judge someone based on how they dress and to identify them as Christian or non-Christian. What about this statement? You can tell a Christian by the way they talk. I, I hear this a lot in church, you know, if the way you talk and really show whether you are a follower of Jesus or not. But is that really true again? There's a lot of people in the world that don't swear. (laughs) There's a lot of people that don't use vulgar language. And uh, I don't think, again, this statement is fair. Just because someone doesn't swear doesn't mean that they are not Christian. You could be a Christian that's struggling with trying to not swear and cuss. Well, what about this? You can identify a Christian because they don't wear jewelry. Now, again, this is, this is a topic that has a lot of Christians divided. Some Christians say you shouldn't wear. Some say it's fine. 
But again, it's not really a fair assessment by looking at someone and identifying them as Christian, whether or whether or whether or not they have jewelry. And the world, the way that the world identifies a Christian is if they go to church. So if you go to church, then most likely you're a Christian. And I think that's pretty that I think that's a fair assessment that if you go to church, you you have decided to follow Jesus. But then again, there's a lot of people in church that are just there, but they don't genuinely have a relationship with Jesus. So does following Jesus mean that we we have a list of do's and don'ts? Is following Jesus all about that? So if I'm keeping the commandments and I'm going to church and not swearing and dress pro- and I dress appropriately, that I am a follower of Jesus? Can a person truly be a Christian if they don't know what it means to follow him? And that's why in this episode I want to talk about this question but the main you know the main thing that I really want to get you to do is to self-reflect and to just ask yourself am I a Christian we're going to look at two bible texts so you can take out your bibles if you want two passages and both of these passages are from the are from um from the book of Matthew and both of these passages we can see that they are the words of Jesus so it's Jesus himself that's speaking. And I think let's let's let Jesus himself tell us what it means to follow him. I mean, there's nobody better than Jesus telling us what we should do to follow him. So our first text is Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. And it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So Jesus in this chapter is specifically speaking to his disciples, but this message is not just for them, but to anybody that truly wants to follow Jesus. And that's the first part of that verse there. If anyone desires to come after me, Jesus is saying, if anybody really wants to follow me, if anybody, if, if anybody's heart is yearning after me, let them come. So this invitation is not just for the disciples, but for anybody who wants to follow Jesus. So the door is open to us as well as we're listening. Jesus is inviting us to follow him. And as Jesus issues these terms of following him, he uses three different words to describe what every Christian's what every Christian must do. And these are the three words. Maybe you can try to figure them out before I say it. The first word is deny. The second word is take up. And the last word is follow. So deny, take up, and follow. So these are three different, three different ways of saying the same thing, but each word has a slightly different emphasis. And so let's study, let's look, at, let's look at these words, and I think that these words will really help us have a better understanding of what it means to follow Jesus. So the first word is denial, self-denial. Why does Jesus ask, ask us to deny ourselves? And what does that have to do with following him? Denial in the New Testament is, is, is sort of like this intentional disassociation from a relationship with a particular person. Now, I got to give you an example so you know what I'm talking about. The same word that Jesus uses, deny, is the same word that's used when Peter denies Jesus. And if you know the story, you can read it if, you don't, if you're not really familiar with it. But Peter just... You know, before Jesus gets crucified, Peter denies knowing who Jesus is. So Peter denies that he has any association with him. 
So that word deny means to disown or to disregard someone. But in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus is not asking us to disassociate with a particular person. He's asking for us to dis disassociate with ourselves. We need to break up that relationship that we have with ourselves and we need to put somebody else there. And so self-denial is stepping away from self and intentionally choosing to put, you know, our wants, our needs, and our desires second. Now, I want to read this same text that we just read, but I want to read it using the New Living Translation. And here's what it says. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must, be, you must give up your own way. And I like the way that this Bible translated, and the key to understanding what it means to deny ourselves is to give up our own ways. That means that whatever plan I have, whatever you know, career path, whatever school, whatever my education, whatever family, whatever, whatever, whatever that is for you, you know what it is for you, I know what it is for me, those things, they come second. And instead of gratifying ourselves and living a life that, you know, the way that we want us to do it, Denying ourselves is wanting to live a life that Christ wants us to follow him. And so is it our desire to truly follow Jesus? Well, ask yourself this question. Are you putting Jesus first in your life? But I ask myself, well, how, how can we know if we're putting Christ in our life? And you see, I don't think you're going to like the answer because, <laughs> again, the answer comes in a form of a question. And here's the question. If you want to know if Christ is number one in your life, are we seeking our own interests more than Christ? And we got to be real with ourselves because most of us, a lot of us, are living with this idea that we are following Jesus, but my life comes first. Now think about it. We seek after our own careers. Our job is a priority, right? I mean, I got to make money. I got to make sure I do all these things. And then when I have time, then I serve the church, you know, then I'll be part of a church, then I'll serve Jesus. And so it's almost like we, we want to follow Jesus. We're there. We love Jesus. But I mean, I got to figure out myself. I got to make sure I'm financially, emotionally, mentally fit. And then, you know, when I have time, then I can follow Jesus. And that's very dangerous ground to be on, to be on thinking that we're following Jesus but we're just kind of fooling ourselves because we're first and he's second. And this is the hard truth. Jesus is either first or we're not following him. And that's a hard truth. And that's a hard thing that Jesus is asking for us for, from us here in this verse. He's asking us to completely deny ourselves, give everything up to be his follower. If there is anything standing in the way of me following Jesus, then whatever that thing is for you or whatever that thing is for me, that thing becomes second. And this is what it means to deny ourselves. The second word that's in there is take up your cross. Jesus made this statement about taking up one's cross before he was crucified. And I think that this statement gained a full meaning after Jesus died, but it had to mean something to the disciples beforehand. And I, and I want us to understand what the cross meant. To a person in the first century, the cross meant one thing. And, I, and please, if you don't get anything from, from, from this, get this. That the cross meant death. 
death by the most painful and humiliating means human beings could develop. So when Jesus is saying to the disciples, take up your cross and follow me, he's saying to them, be willing to die for me. And in the following verse, Jesus says, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. And that's what it means to take up your cross. It means to lose our lives for him. And, and, and this is saying the very same thing that the word deny is saying. It just has a bit of a different emphasis because to deny ourselves also means, hey, I'm going to give up my entire life for Jesus. Taking up your cross, Jesus is being very specific. He wants you to know to follow him, you're going to die. And that's hard for us to process because we talk about following Jesus in terms of going to church and, and being part of praise and worship and preaching a sermon and showing up to prayer meeting. But, but Jesus is asking so much more, if you want to say it. He's not asking those. He's saying, want to follow me? Give everything up. I come first in your life. And whatever happens, whatever happens to you and to your life, don't worry about it. Because your priority is to follow me. And Jesus says the same thing there in that verse that we just read, verse 25. Whoever loses their life for me will find it. And so Jesus knows that, you know, even though you might lose your life, don't worry about it. Don't worry about your life. Trust me fully. And so the focus is, is uh, trusting Jesus no matter what happens because he's my priority. And the last word that's there is follow. And I think this is pretty self-explanatory here. If you put me first... Jesus says, if you're willing to die for me, then come on this journey with me. And I, and I do think that all of us as Christians, at one point in our lives, we're going to have to make a decision to follow him fully, whether we, whether we are with Jesus or whether we're not. And there is no such thing as middle ground. And I think as hard as it is for us to hear this, I think it's the truth. And as I'm speaking you know, this to you, I'm also speaking this to me because it's hard for us. We're very selfish by nature. We want to put ourselves first. We want to make sure that we're okay, that our safety is okay, that our finances are okay, that our family is okay. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. Those things, all those things, no, they come second. Follow me. Whatever happens, don't worry about it. Follow me. And that is what it means to follow Jesus. And when he invites us to follow him, he invites, a, he invites us to totally surrender to him. See, in the end, each person must choose between only two options. Lose everything I am in the world to follow Jesus and be eternally saved or keep everything I am in the world to serve myself and lose my own salvation. I want to now look at the other passage. And the other passage is found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 and 23. And uh, let's look at this passage as well. Let's spend a few minutes here talking about this passage. And I think this is one of the most scariest Bible passages in the Bible. And here's what it says in verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the ones who, do, who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. Jesus says, not everybody that professes to follow me is going to enter heaven. Not everybody that says, I'm a Christian, I go to church, I do the right things. Not everyone that says those things is going to make it to heaven. And that's why I think that this is a scary verse. Because as Christians, we all say that we follow Jesus. But do we really? And I think halfway through this text, Jesus identifies what we should do. He says, but the ones 
who does the will of my father who is in heaven and of course the question is going to be what is the will of the father <laughs> that's the question what is the will of the father and i can break this down for you in in two verses in matthew chapter 6 verse verse 33 where jesus says but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you i think the part of doing god's will is seeking earnestly after him and as we seek him earnestly, all these other things that are there, they will become second. When we genuinely want to follow him, when we're seeking after him, and that's the only thing that matters, I think that's doing the will of God. As well, in John chapter 6, and this is to be very specific to, to the will of God. John chapter 6, they asked Jesus, what must we do to do the work God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one whom he has sent. And Jesus is communicating this very same thing. God's will for us, God's will for our life is to seek him, is to believe in Jesus who him sent and is to totally surrender our life in wanting to be connected to him. See, verse 22 of that same passage, Matthew chapter 7. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Jesus says, you see, you might have done what you're supposed to do. This, the so-called quota of being a Christian. You might have done it. You might have prayed. You might have read your Bible. But at the end of the day, Jesus says, I never knew you. Get away from me. And this has a lot to do with our hearts and where our hearts are at. And that's why in, in being able to understand what it means to follow Jesus, it goes back to our hearts. Where is our heart? Is it in Christ, really? Or is it in our own pleasure and our own ways and into doing what we want to do and Christ just magically kind of fits in there to add to our agenda? And to know if you are following Jesus, you have to ask yourself again the question, Am I following Christ because, because Christ just sort of fits in my life and he'll bless me and guide me and do whatever, he, you know, do whatever I need him to do? Or am I following Christ because I just love him? I love who he is. What he's done for me is amazing. He died so that I could have a second life and nothing else matters except him. And only then, and only then could we understand what it means to follow Jesus. You see, Jesus asks for each and every one of us to totally surrender to him. And this is what it means to follow Jesus. And from these two passages, it's not so much by making sure we are fulfilling a checklist and doing all the right things. It is about by making sure that he, that Jesus, is number one in our life. And I, I want to pray for us because I want to pray that God will give us the Holy Spirit to help us and that the Holy Spirit will guide us into a saving relationship with Jesus. And that through the help of the Holy Spirit, Jesus will be a priority in our lives. So when we wake up every day, Jesus will be on our mind. When we wake up every day, nothing else matters except Jesus. And so join me in prayer. Lord, as hard as this message might be for us, help us, Lord, to realize that Jesus calls us to follow him and to to put him first in our lives. And I pray for each person that is here 
as they are listening, Lord, that you may give them your Holy Spirit and that your Holy Spirit will convict and convert and help us. Thank you so much for what you have done for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. With that being said, everyone, I encourage you to keep to keep asking these difficult questions. I encourage you to keep asking yourself, are you a Christian? And I pray that by God's will and His grace, that you can be victorious and that you can answer, yes, I am a true follower of Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for our next episode. Share, subscribe, and see you next time.